Hey, okay, Reggie, we ready to go, sir? How are you feeling today? All right? You look like you're in good spirits. All right, got your... Hold on, let me get this microphone. Somebody's playing with this thing again. All right, how's that sound? Good? I like where the levels are. Leave them right there. Don't, 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 don't touch a thing. Just make sure you hit the button. Hopefully... Hopefully the music thing will strike quicker, but that's I'm going to try to get that out of my head. And that's been bugging me the last couple of weeks, but don't worry about it. You set? Okay, good. Let's do this. Put it in the box. Put it in the book. Episode three twenty six, three two sixer. All right. Star smile strong. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. But more than that... Get out there. Take it to the streets. Spread the word. Tell the world that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. And it should be theirs, too. That loyalty, that devotion, that grit, that motivation, that drive that you have to get out there and spread the word. Oh, so invigorating, isn't it? For those of you who haven't done it, I promise it's like a B12 shot. So get out there. If you like what you hear, maybe you're a longtime listener or maybe a first timer, you can find more of whatever this is at WGNRadio.com. In the podcast section, you hit the prompt. And oh my goodness, it's like a hoarder's episode in there. There are podcasts everywhere. Lining the walls, all over the floor. You just keep scrolling, and there's podcast after podcast. There should be 325 podcasts in there, in fact. 325. So according to my abacus, welcome to 326. Um, What I wanted to talk about today, maybe you can help me out on this. I need some help here because... um, as you know, I am nearing, for longtime listeners, uh, I am nearing the year, one year anniversary of having a smartphone. It's been almost a year now. I got it back in November. I was a, a holdout for a long time, had the flip phone for a long time. Mostly just to be different, (laughs) just to have a little conversation piece. Um, And there's no question that now that I have a smartphone, I got it back in November. But really, uh, it was, I mean, I knew I had to get one. And I've talked about this in the past. I knew I had to get one because in today's world, it's just expected that everybody has a smartphone and, and 
most of our lives now are run by this thing. I recently, as I talked in the last podcast, I recently went to a, you know, to an Elton John concert. There's no such thing as paper tickets. It's all mobile. Sporting events several years ago, paperless. So I realized the time had come. But um, T-Mobile actually made the decision for me because they bought Sprint a few years ago, and Sprint was my carrier, and they're like, uh, well, we're... Now that we bought Sprint, we are upgrading our system to 5G. This was last year. And uh, your phone, your flip phone does not support that. So you're going to have to either get a new flip phone that supports a 5G network or you have to get a smartphone. So I was going to get one anyway, but this certainly motivated me to get it sooner. So I'm I'm at the year, uh, almost at the year anniversary. And while I could, well, I had my flip phone. I could text, but it was always a pain, so I didn't text very much because, once again, it was one of those old phones. If you remember how you used to text, the, 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 the letters were on the numbers of the phone, so you'd have to like hit the number three or four times to get whatever letter you wanted, and it was just a pain. Now, of course, you know the virtual keyboard comes up and... Wow, when I when I look at some people, especially you know these kids in their teens and their twenties or even their thirties now, they go nuts. They can write a text in two seconds, and like several sentences long with with big words and just with their thumbs. That's not me. Uh, my thumbs are too big. I hit seventeen letters at the same time, so I still have to. I, I I'm a hunt and pecker, if you will. <laughs> I've been called worse, folks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but even when I text, I'm I'm a hunt and pecker. I can't do the I can't do the two thumb thing. It's just I don't know the keyboard that well. First of all, I don't know where all those letters are. And as I said, my thumbs a lot of times hit the wrong key or the wrong letter or a couple letters, and I get I get some gobbledygook on there. So I'm still using my index finger to to text. But I am texting certainly more than I ever did in my life. So, so in the last year or so, almost now, November was I think was like I think it was November first when I got the phone. Uh, I've been texting not a lot, but certainly more than I ever used to. And I do have to check my texts more. Uh, and I now, I mean, what's funny too is, and I've learned this because there's such an assumption. In today, once again, in today's world, you know, we have a landline at our house, a different number than obviously our cell, our, our smartphones. And, you know, I have always when I when I've given out my phone number on a form of some sort or any kind of thing where someone might be contacting you, I've always given my landline. Because for most of my life, that was your primary phone number, was your home la- your landline, your home phone number was your primary number. And even on the form, when they listed it, it used to say home number and cell number. But I've noticed in the last several years that that's being... That, you know, that distinguishing line, those two lines are, are, are being blurred. 
And the assumption now is when you say, what's your phone number, it's your smartphone. Many people don't even have a landline, so that's A. Most young people do not have a landline, do not have that. So in their minds, when you ask them for a phone number, they only have one phone number. It's their cell phone. It's their smartphone. So who's ever making up a lot of these forms today, they don't even... It's not even in their in their mindset to put home number and cell phone number or even primary and secondary. And when you would say primary in their minds, even if they had a landline, in most people's minds today, their primary number is their smartphone cell phone number. And so I've had to get used to that too because when I had my flip phone, my flip phone was there mostly for emergencies. That's basically what I used it for. I had it with me, but I rarely used it, and it was there if I needed an emergency or you know some real reason to call somebody at a time. So in my mind, my home line or my primary number was always my home number. But I learned recently, I, I filled out a form where people had to contact me and I put that down there and then I was being texted on that line. Well, that doesn't exist. And and I don't think when you text to a number that doesn't exist, it doesn't come back. They don't, it just floats out there. It just never gets delivered. So they didn't know that. And they were like, oh, well, you know, we texted you. And I said, well, I didn't get a text. And I'm like, oh, you know what? On this list. I had my home number listed, and that's a landline. So now I am just putting my primary number down as my cell phone, smartphone, and that is, that's a huge transition for me because in my mind, the landline is your primary number, but it really isn't. In use today and in expectation today, in most people's mind, that is not your primary number. Your primary number is that cell phone. People carry that with them. They have them with you at all times. Some people, as I said, don't even have a landline. Uh, I feel the need for that in case. What if your smartphone you know, runs out of batteries or something? So I still have the landline. But I know a lot of people that do not have a landline anymore. I, I would be, it would be... It would be strange to me, but I also noticed that our our landline phone rings less. Um, even though I give people most, I give them two of the numbers. If it still says home and smartphone, most people will use the smartphone number because they assume that the phone is with you at all times. Most of the calls that we get on our landline now are mostly, you know, marketing calls, spam calls. Uh, very few calls do I get are actually from people that I know. They are using now my my smartphone number. And even on my email, because most people view that smartphone number as the number that they can either call or text you on, as I've learned, I will now even use that as my my contact phone number, which is new for me. Because it was always the landline. In my mind, primary number, my phone number was this. But now my phone number is not that. My phone number now, I believe, I'm coming to accept it and I'm giving it out when I give it out anywhere. 
I am now giving out my phone number as my smart number, not my landline. So once again, (laughs) earth-shattering changes going on as technology continues to push me in one direction, even though I want to be, I want to stay put. Technology will not let me stand still. And that's fine. I get it. And the smartphone is more convenient, and I get it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not anti-technology. I'm just getting used to it. And that's the point of what I want to talk about today. I still, I, like I said, I will text, and a majority of people, in, you know, especially younger people, they text. They, they don't talk. They text. If I get a phone call, even on my smartphone, most of the time, it is from a younger person. And if it's a person around my age, they will call. They will not text. But a younger person, for the most part, as you know, they were just raised on texting. As I said before, they're, they, they're masters of it in terms of their fingers flying on that keyboard and they're, you know, they're adding emojis and 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 stickers and photos and they don't even they don't even they don't even pause they boom, 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 boom. they go right to that where those is it a gif or a gif i don't even know what the hell it's really called but they can just click on and those emojis their fingers don't even stop i'm like oh i'm gonna add a sticker i'm gonna add an emoji whoa all right stand clear i'm gonna hit another button now with my index finger but when I watch some people texting, wow, especially younger people, it's unbelievable. But hey, they were born on it. I'm sure when I was doing stuff that I was used to as a young kid, my parents looked at me like, wow, look at him go, whatever that was, you know? So it's just all relative. So I've I've been maybe initially kind of uh, having to be nudged and, 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 and pushed into it, but I'm, I'm, I'm fully into that world. Hey, I, I share things on my, I mean, I, I've been, you know, taking photos with my f- cell phone and sharing them and sending them and down. And so I'm doing this stuff. I may not do it as often. I may not do it as proficient, but I'm doing it. So I'm, I'm, I've got, I've, I've got more than a toe in the water now. I don't, I wouldn't say I'm completely submerged, but I'm certainly, um, past the knee, but not quite at the waist. Put it that way. If the technology world, the smartphone smartphone world were a pool, I'm floating right now somewhere between the upper knee and the waist. The waist is still exposed. The upper knee is under the water. That's where I'm at in terms of my technology use on the smartphone, which is why I'm calling because why I'm talking to you today because Maybe uh, with some help uh, today, I think what's preventing me from at least being waist deep in the smartphone world is this what I've discovered now. So, yes, I'm on some, you know, texting chains. Look at me, huh? And, uh, you know, I've, I, I, I am texting. I'm taking pictures. I've got contact lists. Um, you know, so I'm using the smartphone for the majority of the daily things that most people use it for. 
Um, I'm still not used to scanning that 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 weird little barcode thing, that Q thing, whatever that's called. You know, I suppose you have to take a picture of that and then it scans. Is that the way that works? So I'm not fully there yet. So that's one thing. That's why I'm saying I'm not I'm not waist deep yet because that scan. Like for instance, recently when I'll go to a restaurant, we we actually got up and got out of a restaurant because the restaurant didn't have a menu. They're like, oh, just scan the barcode. And I'm like, no. And we left. I want, I still want a menu in my hand. I like a menu in my hand. I don't want to scan that code and get the menu in my smartphone. But that's my point in terms of these smartphones being ubiquitous. There is no question in, in the minds of those restaurants uh, yeah, uh, everyone has a smartphone. So we don't need to print up a menu. That's the way they look at it. What, this is more convenient. Just hit the code, scan the code, and our menu comes up on your thing. So once again, I couldn't. if I didn't have a smartphone, even though I'm not really doing this code thing, I'm sure I will, I'm sure I will, but right now I'm still holding on to some of the last vestiges. I, I like a menu in my hand. And I, and, 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 you know, and there's some restaurants that are still even doing, they, like they'll give you the, the tablet. And I'll use that, but I'm, I just, I like the menu. Once again, yeah, I get it. You know, I, I, I'm old school, but I like a menu in my hand, a paper menu. But I'm doing most of the stuff that I that I should be or could be doing. Certainly not as much as I, I could be. I shouldn't even say could be. I'm doing enough of the stuff that I should be. I'm doing enough that I can I'm I'm certainly within the world now. I'm not oh he can't do that. I have a smartphone so I can I mean when in fact I just saw somebody I was making a half joke, like, hey, and look at me, I've got a smartphone. They're like, How could you not have a smartphone? Like what why are you even why? What is even? Why are you even pointing that out? And this one person didn't know me very well, and they looked at me like, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> they didn't really know. In many ways, I am. In many ways, I'm. I enjoyed just kind of the being the oddball, but they didn't know that. So they looked at me like, "What? Why would you have a flip phone?" They, this one woman really looked at me like I was crazy. Younger woman. Um, and in her mind, and I, and I'm sure I would have done the same thing if I looked at my parents. You know, I remember, <laughs> I remember when we, when, when VCRs first came, my parents were mystified by the VCR, how it would work. And so I was trying to show them how to, how to, you know, hit, you know, just play a, a, a tape, but God forbid to set a timer. Oh, that was like their minds blew. So once again, I and I was in my twenties and thirty, you know, twenties or so, and saying, "Look at up, 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 up," and they were like, "Hit what?" And I was even saying, "Look, you see this button here that says play? If you hit that button, the tape will play." They're not trying to fool you here. They're trying to help you. If those arrows that show they're going this way forward, that means fast forward. The other arrows that are going the other way, that means rewind. They're not trying to, to mix you up. They're not trying to fool you. They're not playing games with you. 
Play means play. If you hit the stop button, the tape will stop. I guarantee you. Unless it's broke. So trust the button. So I was being the way now that other people look at me as I you know, now that I've gotten older and I'm, and I'm questioning or looking at these new technologies. They're looking at me the same way I looked at my parents. It's the circle of life. We, we all know it. We all become our parents. Because then we are parents, right? Or at least we're in that age group. We're, we become older, right? The longer you hang around, you're going to become that. It, it, it can't, you can't help it. But, uh, but so I've been, as I said, not waist deep, between the knee and the waist. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get fully emerged. I don't think I'm going to get to the shoulders. And certainly I'm not going to get you know, to the top of the head. My goal, I think, technology-wise with the smartphone, if I can get chest deep, I would be happy. Chest deep would be happy. I don't think I'm going to get to the shoulders, and I'm not going to be completely under the water in terms of in the, in the pool of technology, in the, in the pool of smartphone. I'm not going to be completely submerged. But if I can get chest deep, you know, nipples, if you will, <laughs> nipple deep if you will then um then i think i'll be okay but i'm not there yet it's only been a year but i'm not there yet part of it is lack of interest i i don't really need to do a lot of that stuff but as time goes on i'm i'm finding doing more things because technology is moving and the old ways are going away and they are being all pushed to the smartphone as i said menus so you know and that's that's so at the low end of the scale. But once again, I'm being resistant to that. But I'm sure probably within a year, I won't be resistant to that. It all, you, you know, you just wind up going with the flow. You hold on until you can't anymore. And then you realize. And, then, and of course, you do see that the new way is better. And the new way is convenient. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying that the paper menu, for instance, is better than the scanned menu on my smartphone. It's probably not. But at this point, I still like it. I like to be able to scan a menu, which the paper menu allows me to, as opposed to the smartphone menu, which only shows me what's in front of me, and I have to keep scrolling to find it. I've, I'm a, I'm, I've been reading newspapers. You know, I started reading newspapers as a little kid. So I'm used to scanning my eyes. I like having it all in front of me and then letting my eyes decide where they want to go and what catches their attention. And that's not what the, you know, a tablet or a cell phone does for you. It's only they they that only shows you what's in front of you. You have to keep scrolling to find it. What I like about a newspaper or a magazine or a paper menu is you open it up and it's all there. Now it's up to me to decide where my eye goes and what catches my attention. On the cell phone or the tablet, it's, it's, there's only five things in front of me and I got to keep th- that decides what I see. And then I keep scrolling, but it, but there's only four or five items in front of me. So the phone is deciding what I'm going to see unless I keep scrolling. Whereas if I have a, a paper, a newspaper, a magazine, or a menu, I decide where my eyes are going to go. 
all the all the information is there in front of me, and I decide where I want to look. So I guess there's still a little independence me left in me of saying I want to I want to take a look where I want to go, not where you tell me what to look at. That might be psychological too. But anyway, um, so my goal is to be chest deep, nipple deep into technology. But right now, I'm not quite waist deep. But I think to get me to waist deep, at least, maybe will be this little conundrum that I have discovered here that maybe you can help me with. And once again, since we don't have the uh, urgency or the immediacy to talk to each other, um, if you can go, if you listen to the podcast, you are free to go on my Facebook page and and help me with some hints or tips on this because I really need to know this. And and basically it is about texting etiquette to some extent. As I said to you before, I like to talk to people on the phone. As you can tell, I, I'm on the radio and, I, and I, I'm doing this podcast and I'm talking basically to myself for an hour every week. I'm talking to you, but ultimately what I'm doing at this, at this, as I'm recording this is I am talking to myself. I mean, Reggie, the producer, is here in the other room, but I'm not really talking to him. I'm talking to you, but I'm not with you as I talk to you. So basically I am kind of talking with and to myself, and hopefully it's resonating when you hear it. But I like to talk on the phone. If I'm going to con- contact somebody. Now, I do use, don't forget, don't get me wrong. I do like email, and I will certainly, and I've been using email for, you know, since it's been around, almost from day one. So I don't, I don't have any problems with that. But I like, and I like that more than texting because of the fact that I can use a, a tactile keyboard, which is bigger and my fingers can work easy, easier on the keyboard. So I like email better than texting because, as I said before, you have this virtual keypad, and it's smaller, and it's thumb-based, whereas I'm used to typing, been typing since I was a little kid, and so I'm more at home on a tactile hard keyboard as opposed to a smaller virtual keyboard. So... That's one thing that keeps me from texting as much as I would is just the the virtual keyboard, which is smaller and thumb-based, which uh, is, a, is not as easy for me to do. But ultimately, if you ask me, would you rather text or talk, I'd rather talk. But in today's world, young people do not even talk on the phone. Rarely, they will text you. and 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 through that, even people my age have become less liable to use the phone as opposed to text. They've, they've got kids. You know, once again, it's really funny. If you don't have kids, it's really funny how you have to, uh, your, um, your behavioral shifts and changes are, I think, are slower than they would be if you had kids. Because once again, youth and younger people, they always they always drive the changes of our culture. 
for the most part. They didn't. They don't. They did. They they don't. They didn't always, but today, they certainly do. Uh, we used to be in a in a much more adult oriented culture 50, 60 years ago. Kids used to follow what adults set down. Now it's completely flipped. It's a one eighty. The youth drives our culture, and adults are racing to, to to keep up. But if you have kids, at least it gives you a an insider view there. And so I think most parents, you know, got a, got a smartphone early on. Most parents became texters because that's what the mode of transportation, that's what the mode of communication that their kids used. And so they would text them, oh, where are you at? Come home, all that type of stuff. So not having kids, uh, there was no need for me to do that. So I was able to stay in my nice little comfortable world because I didn't, I wasn't pushed into it uh, because of or for my children because I don't have any. So I was able to live in my, but meanwhile, all my friends who had kids, they were moving ahead of me. And so I was noticing that, you know, I wasn't, I mean, they weren't calling as much because they weren't talking on the phone as much. It wasn't as normal. There was a time when that's all we could do. So we talked on the phone all the time. You called your friends. But now that doesn't happen as much. It's mostly emails or texts, depending on the friend. I still have a couple of friends who still call me more than, but still now I'm even noticing that they are texting more. So everybody's moving there. I've been slow to get there. That's fine. I haven't really, I didn't think I really missed anything ultimately. And I've moved toward, as I said, because the culture has been moving there. And I would, I would at this point, it, it's so expected that everybody uh, has a cell phone, has a smartphone that you really can't get by without it. But if I had my druthers, I would certainly rather talk to somebody than text. But in today's world, people don't want to talk. They just want to, you know, they want to get in and get out. They have a quick question. And once again, I think parents are used to that. You know, where are you? When are you coming home? I'm not used to those kind of questions, those quick questions. I like to sit down and have a conversation with somebody. I haven't spoken to them in a long time. So it, it, it's a behavioral thing based on your reality. And so I wasn't. In that world of of talking to my kids, checking on them, finding out where they're at, giving them little hey, do this, do that type of thing that wasn't that wasn't in my world, so it's still not in my world, and that's probably you know the most but what I find funny is like even you know when i you'll look at people and they'll be texting someone, and you know they're having a conversation. But they're not talking to them now. Maybe they now maybe they want to do it privately too. I mean, we you know the other side of the coin is, you know, we have become very rude in public. People talking on you know how many times do you say, oh my god, this person next to me was talking on the phone. We had to hear their whole conversation. I'm one of those people that hate that hearing other people's conversation when they're just talking very loud as if there's no one else around. So yeah, in my you know while I, I while I'm complaining about the texting, I wish that person was texting, so I wouldn't have to be subject to hearing their ridiculous conversation, which I have no interest in. But it's being forced upon me because they're talking so loud. So I wish 
they were texting. So there's a contradiction there. I get it. Uh, but at the same time, I'd rather talk to somebody. So, but maybe in the privacy of my own home. How's that? Anyway, here's the question I have. So when I talk to somebody on the phone, and once again, I've even noticed now, we do, I mean, you can, it's a joke. Everybody talks about kids having a short attention span today, and maybe that was born out of the beginnings of MTV, and, you know, they were being raised on kind of MTV, and that, that a, lot, that's, a lot of the short attention span seems to have being blamed on MTV because uh, not only were those songs, young kids were getting raised on that in the 80s. These songs were three to four minutes, so that was short, but then the visuals were cut so short. They were like a lot of quick edits of quick images, boom, 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 to pack a lot into those three minutes. And so that whole idea of, 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 uh, of short sensory inputs were getting sort of, uh, you know, ingrained in, in kids' minds, and they were used to things moving fast, 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 fast. And now, you know, the, the common thread is that, uh, you know, most people have short attention spans, and certainly people under, you know, 20 or even 30 have real short attention spans. So everything has to be bite-sized now. That's why TikTok is so popular. It's 30 seconds long. That's just about the time that they can focus on something without getting bored. Which plays into my question here, because if if the culture is catering to the younger generation, which I've said it is, it's being driven by them, the technologies that are coming and are being developed are aimed at younger people with short attention, shorter attention spans. So we either have to get with the program or not play the program at all because the program is aimed at them. They are driving it. The companies are catering to it that are developing these things. So that's where it is. So you, you have to get you have to get on the train there. You can't you really or you will be obsolete. So what I notice then is even my phone conversations today with people are shorter even if it's people my age, because they're just used to conversing with, like you said, their kids or other people or other parents who are conversing with their kids, and there's always these time constraints. It's always quicker, quick, 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 quick. I I, I enjoy talking on the phone, you know, for a half hour. That's unheard of. There's a couple of my friends. I, I have two or three. I have like a two-hour conversation with some of my friends. That's unheard of. I understand that. Most people would not be able to stay on the phone that long. Now, we used to. And so I've kind of, so I've, that, that, and that's the difference. I sort of, when I'm on the phone, I enjoy talking to somebody, and I always have. And the other side did too. But now I'm still stuck in that other mode, and they've moved on into the five minute phone conversation mode because they're used to the four second texting mode. Or the quick email mode. And I'm still sort of saying, hey, it's great to talk to you. Let's have a nice conversation. Those days are over. You know? I mean, maybe when you're in person, you can have this nice conversation. But even then, people get, people's time, you can just see, especially younger people, they're, they, 
They have a conversation with you, and then they're moving on to the next one. They've had their enough, and they're gone. There's no such thing as, uh, you know, having this four-hour conversation with somebody. It's a, it's a shame because if there's somebody I really enjoy talking with and somebody I really enjoy spending time with, I could talk with them for hours. But you can just see that some people are just like, okay, enough, all right? So that's my question, basically. And it's not about talking because I can get the hint of when people want to get off the phone. But so here's my, here's my tech question as I find myself now getting more and more and and because I'm forced into it into the texting world I and whether I'm maybe I'm right or wrong I don't know I'm looking now at the text thread just like the email thread as a form of conversing, right? So here I'm in this quandary in that I, when I'm, if, if I send an email to somebody and they send one back and then there's something that they said is interesting, I'll send them one back and I'm expecting a response back. And I, I would have no problem with an extended email thread of going back and forth like a conversation. We're not on the phone, but we're sort of having a semi-conversation. But I notice on email that, you know, it'll go back maybe two, three times, and then it stops. With a text, I'm noticing... And wondering, how long do you think a text, in quotes, conversation should last? Because when I'm either on a DM kind of conversation, conversation direct message conversation, and now especially I'm getting more and more on a text conversation, If you're texting, are you expecting to have an elongated conversation? Or are you expecting just a very quick, you know, I have a question, give me an answer, and I'm done. You know, I I wonder, am I being ghosted on my texts? (laughs) Am I being ghosted because... When, when, when somebody texts me, I'm like, oh, cool. And so I'm kind of in a conversational mode, and I'll give an answer, but then I'll also ask a question. And maybe they'll come back with, another, with a quick answer. And then I'll say, oh, blah, 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 blah. Well, what about this? Or I'll make a comment that I would think it would provoke an answer. Not necessarily a question, but just a comment that, is meant to provoke a response. And I notice that many times I don't get that response back. It's like, okay, we're done. And I'm like, huh, I'm surprised they didn't react to that. So I don't know if I'm, if I'm, if I'm expecting too much now out of, you know, is the, is the text thread 
is the text conversation, I guess this is my question, is the text conversation, if you're in a thread or something like that, is that a new form of a conversation or is that a completely different conversation or communication with its own rules? And it's meant to be short and quick and it shouldn't take more than 10 minutes or five minutes. If I'm texting you, I'm texting you for a specific reason, and if you provide me with what that reason is, then I'm off. I'm not expecting, if you give me your answer, I'm not expecting a new topic and an extended, elongated conversation or communication. I'm in and out. Is that what a text is? Now, maybe that's the genesis of it, because as I said, maybe the, the, the text gener you know the, the text generated out of you know you know young people communicating and then parents communicating to their kids, hey, where are you? When are you coming home? It's a yes or a no, and then they're done. But having not been raised in that, I have I'm taking the since you're not talking to me on the phone. I'm taking the text as a substitution for a conversation, and I'm bringing the same mindset that I would bring to a conversation with somebody to the texting world. But I don't, I don't, I'm feeling that I'm not getting that back. I'm feeling that I'm, that, that that's not the expectation because there will be a, a back and forth two or three times and then it goes away. The other person goes away. So I don't know if I'm being ghosted on purpose or that person is just saying, they're saying, oh my God, I can't continue this. I've got other things. Or in their minds, look, I've got your, I got the information I needed and it's no, they're not, they're not ghosting me. They're not sending me a message. They're not being rude. In their minds, they texted me, they told me something or they asked me a question. I answered it. Or I confirmed, you know, I confirmed their statement, or I answered their question, and that was all they needed from me, and that's all they want from me. They're not there. They're not using the text as some long conversation. Same thing with email. They may come back with, you know, I might send an email and and, and ask a question, and they may come back and they even give something of an elongated thing. But it's not meant to go on like a conversation. I am, but those that's my expectation, is that we're using the email or especially the text as now a substitution for a conversation. But I'm getting the, as I've been texting more now, I'm getting the sense that these text threads don't last very long. And once you respond and you answer the question, it kind of ends. And for me, that's very unfulfilling because I, I enjoy interacting with people. And if somebody sends me a text, I'm like, oh, nice. Oh, how are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm settling down. I'm settling in. We're going to have a nice little conversation. You didn't call me. Okay, you don't like to call. 
but you're going to text me. Okay, so I expect that we're going to go back and forth for 10, 15, 20 minutes maybe. But I notice that the 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 length of the 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 uh, responses gets shorter as the more I continue, and then they just stop. So I don't know if if I'm being ghosted, if I'm just being told, or that they're just in their minds. Okay, I'm done, and I'll text you again. But when I'm in the midst of it, I'm like, I'm waiting, and I'm like, oh, it looks like they're not going to, they're done. They're not going to text me back now. I I presented a a question or even made a comment that I thought would generate a response, but they're done. They're done. So... I'm finding, I'm finding, do I have to readjust my expectations of what a text is? And do I also have to readjust the motivation for the text? Should I be using the text as just as a question and answer, quick question and answer mode of communication? Or should I be using it as a substitution for a phone conversation and and i don't know is is that whole idea of an elongated conversation of any kind just outmoded in today's world maybe it's just it's that's a thing of the past as i said i have a few friends that i will talk to on the phone um and we do have elongated conversations but they're few and far between most of my conversations, unless we get together in person, um, are through email or text, and they go to a certain extent, and then they just stop. And for me, that's been very uh, perplexing and frustrating and disappointing because I enjoy interaction of any kind. And it seems that the the technology interaction in today's world, email and text, is not geared for an elongated conversation. Am I wrong? Am I being paranoid? Or is that the case? Do you find that? I really would like to know what the etiquette or the expectation is. Because as I said, I'm, I'm relatively new to this texting thing on a regular basis. And so I don't know if I'm expecting more from my end than I'm getting. And the other person on the other end isn't being rude, isn't being impatient, but they know the rules of the texting world because they've been in it longer than me. And so they're like, okay, hello, ba 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 ba, goodbye, done, off to the next thing. Whereas I'm like, hey, hey. So I guess, you know, the and, and when I get together with somebody, we have conversations, but uh, it seems like I'm talking less on the phone overall, phone calls coming in, and when I'm getting a text or email, even those responses are much shorter 
than they used to be. And I so once again, I don't know if it's if it's attention span, if it's if it's just the uh, everybody's life is is used to you know in short bits now. We're just not a tune. It's not even attention span that I'm, they're bored with me. It's just that people are are doing things quicker. They're not relaxing as much. They're not settling in to have a, you know, if they're if they're calling you, it's for a reason, and then they're moving on, or they date. They're just used to a a brief interaction. They're not used to a longer. Not that they don't want to. It's just not. It's not in their. It's not in their routine, because everything is sped up in life at work. Everybody's got to be somewhere. Or doing something else. That's what we're always we're always we're always thinking about the next thing now. And I'm still I'm not in that mode. When I'm when I'm with you, I'm with you. I want to be there. And so I'm engaged. I want to be engaged. I'm not with you and already thinking about what am I doing next. And I get a sense that a lot of people that's where their heads are. They're in they're in the moment for a moment. And they're always looking to the next thing. But then the next thing they don't stay at. They keep so there's always this constant motion and constant movement. Constant worry. I mean, I you know, once again, if you if you look at Facebook and all the social media, everybody is always worried about that they're missing something. And and we are being programmed now to make people think that they're missing something, right? We're always we're always posting stuff on on uh, social media to show off what we're doing. Hey, look where I'm at. You know, somebody's at home on their couch and they're scrolling through their Facebook. Well, look where I'm at. I'm in. I'm on a vacation. I'm at a movie. I'm at a show. I'm at a restaurant. Look at me being active. We're we're that's our narcissistic world now. We are showing off where we're at for a couple of reasons. We want the attention, like, look at me. And I think there's also an underlying motivation of showing other people what we're doing and they're not. Ha ha. I'm in Mexico and you're on your couch. I'm seeing this sunset on the beach and you're watching television. Ha ha. So there's that aspect. But as I said before, I, I you know we're all we're all trying to kind of show off and 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 but we're always looking for the next thing. Oh, I'm I'm here, but I'm also going. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you, but I've got I'm okay, and I'm okay. I've got what I need from you. Now, who else am I going to talk to? What else am I going to do? Where else am I going? What else is next? What am I missing out on? If I'm talking to you, it means I'm not doing something. I could be doing something else. I'm missing out on something. And to me, that's a sad uh, reality because you just keep chasing something that, that you never, there's no end game. You're always chasing something. I like to think that when I'm talking to somebody or spending time with somebody, I'm not chasing them. I've actually, I've got them. So now let me do something with them. Let me engage with them. Let me be interested in them. Let me talk more than five minutes. 
but I, I I'm just wondering if that is outmoded. If I'm if I'm gonna uh, uh, you know, and maybe as I said, maybe these people because at times I say, wow, I must have I must have been bored, or they're not interested in talking to me anymore. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's not a, a knock against me. Maybe it's just that's their the process. They texted me. They got a little information, and they're off to the next thing. That's what they do. It's no no knock against me, or maybe it is. I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Am I being a nuisance to people by continuing to uh, to to go uh, when I'm texting to continually ask new questions, to continually bring up new topics? Am I taking up too much of their time? Am I being a nudge? Am I being a pain? Am I, oh my God, enough already? Or are they just, in their minds, they're done. Got what you got, and I'm off. Thanks, thanks. Not sending me any hidden messages, not sending me any any messages of like, oh my God, you're boring, or whatever. I don't want to keep answering your question. Just, no, this is the way I work. This is the way it is. Texting is here for quick answers, quick information, a quick statement, quick confirmation, and then we're off to the next. I don't know. Should I, am I, I guess my, my ultimate question is, am I expecting too much from a text conversation or, or is it, or, or is it a conversation? Am I expecting too much from a texting experience? Put it that way. Is a texting a texting experience meant to be quick and in and out, a a, a fast um, exchange of information, or can it be a substitute for an, a longer conversation? And I guess another side of that then that I'm wondering is is the long conversation even a part of our world anymore? Do are we just not used to settling in and talking to one person about a few things unless we we need to talk to 15 people within an hour as opposed to one person in an hour is that where we're at now cuz i certainly don't want to be a nuisance to people but i also don't want to think the wrong thing i don't want to get the wrong message that they cuz i'm when when someone sort of just fades away I'm like, oh, they must not want to talk to me anymore. They must be bored. I must have been. But they might not be sending that. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. So for those of you who use texting quite a bit, um, I wonder if you can help me out here because I'm, 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 I'm wondering, you know, now that I've been texting for almost a year, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm bringing my expectations and my experience to this, but I'm, it's certainly, it's an established form of communication that I'm using more, but I may not be, I might not be attuned to the, the true uses for it or the subtleties of it. And so I want to be as effective and uh, a texter as as anyone else is and something that people will want to come and continue to text me because because then I'm I'm afraid of like oh my god 
I don't want to text him because if I text him, I'm, I'm, he's going to wind up going on with 15 other texts. So I don't want to, to become a pariah. So I really need some help here in, in my text etiquette. When you're texting, are you expecting to have a, a, a two-minute text exchange or at the outside, a, a five or a seven-minute? You know, do, you, do you, on your average text, for instance, let's not put a time limit on it, your average text, do you, do you go back and forth with five or six responses or ten responses? Do you, do you respond that many times before you're done? Do you go even longer or do you, oh, I'm, I don't, I, I don't text more than three. I don't go back and forth more than three times. I'm done. If that's what it is, I'd like to know that. So this way I can at least begin to change my behavior and the way I text it. Cause I'm looking when someone texts me, I'm sort of like, Hey, Hey, what's, how's it going? I'm, I'm sitting back waiting for, for a nice little exchange, but maybe the other person on their side is not ready for that. They're used to two or three responses, and then they're off. Whether I like that or not, whether I think that's right or wrong is beside the point. If that's, if that's the decorum, if that's the etiquette, if that's the expectation, then I need to know that so that I can you know, shape my responses and my expectations to that. So I'm really looking for your help on this one. And ironically... Um, <laughs> I'm asking you to do it, not on a phone call. <laughs> so I'm asking you not to necessarily text, but, uh, to at least, you know, email me on my Facebook, you know, on my Facebook page, you know, on a, you can, on a post, you can just post it if you have some, but I'd love for you to, to contact me and let me know what, you think and how you use the text. Do you use it for quick information and just two or three responses, or does it depend on the conversation? Does it depend on the person? Does it depend on the circumstance? Uh, do you do, have you ever had uh, a texting exchange that lasts a half hour? I'd love to know because I've been using it, and I just want to make sure that I'm using it correctly. And that I'm using it effectively, and I'm using it efficiently, and I'm using it for the way that the people that I'm texting with are used to having it as well. So I need your help on this. But just don't text me. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com. Or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, we are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast and your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 326. I'm Jim Toronto. I am here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen.